injuries have struck the Louisville secondary over the past couple of weeks, and the Cardinals have needed some players to step up at the safety position, and Cam Kelly and Devin Neal did just that. We'll talk about their performances over the past couple weeks on today's episode of the Locked On the Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On College for $20 off of your first purchase. As always, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On the Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. A little bit of uh, of a different type of show than we've had over the past couple of weeks. We will start out with football talk, talking about how Cam Kelly and Devin Neal have stepped up in huge ways for the Louisville secondary. And then for the first time in quite some time, we will talk about recruiting. A key 2024 visitor will be on campus this weekend. That is four-star tight end prospect Tavion Galloway. We'll talk about uh, the Cardinals making his top six and how good of a chance they have to landing one of the best players in the state of Ohio. And then to conclude the show, we will dive into a weekly mailbag. So continuing to recap the Louisville win over Indiana in week three, the season officially 25% of the way done, obviously the regular season, but 25% of the way done already. The Cardinals are 3-0 for the first time since 2016 in Lamar Jackson's Heisman season. But um, one thing that stood out to me in this game against Indiana was one individual performance. Actually, I mean, I mean, you could highlight many different individual performances. But the main one to me was the performance that Cam Kelly put forth on Saturday afternoon. He was the Cardinals' leading tackler. He had the tie for most tackles for loss, and he intercepted the only pass um, for the Louisville defense. The performance was good enough to earn him ACC defensive back of the week honors. Um, So obviously very, very solid across the conference. And not only that, but Devin Neal also played very, very well against Indiana. And he played well against Murray State, too, but with Josh Minkins missing the past two games, I think that there was obviously a need for Cam and Devin to step up in major ways. Obviously, no D'Angelo Hutchinson either due to injury. So three guys that were projected to play a ton of snaps or two, and then Hutchinson was projected to be a depth piece. But you lose MJ Griffin before the season. That's a huge blow in itself. I mean, that is one of the toughest blows that you have to deal with one of the best players on this team regardless of position not only that but theoretically the other starting safety on paper Josh Minkins goes down with injury as well now granted it's against Murray State it's against Indiana who has had some offensive struggles Uh, starting quarterback that's fairly young transferring in from Tennessee this is his first season of getting actual snaps but I mean Murray State is what it is but you look at the Indiana game and how well those two played in particular. 
Kelly and Neal led the Cardinals with 20 combined tackles. Kelly had 12 of those. Neal had eight. Um, I think that you obviously can say that this performance was against an offense that is not one of the best in the Big Ten. It's obviously not one of the best in the country. And I mean, I'll say, sure, that might be the case. But at the end of the day, you still have to put forth those performances and there was a little bit of uncertainty because you don't have that consistency at the position right now, right? So you have to rely on incoming transfers, albeit two that were very successful at the Power 5 level over the past couple of seasons, Cam Kelly from UNC and um, Devin Neal from Baylor. Cam Kelly had an outstanding performance. I was wondering when MJ Griffin went down, and even when MJ was still healthy, how good Kelly was going to be because we're talking about a, a former all ACC level selection before he dealt with injury last season. Um, you look at what he did in 2021 for the Tar Heels, 68 total tackles, four interceptions, three pass deflections. Um, and then in 2022 takes a little bit of a step back played hurt most of the season, but ended up, you know, playing selfless, playing for his team and making sure he was there for his teammates. So the 6'2 native of Chesapeake, Virginia, took a little bit of a step back statistically last year, but make no mistake about it, it wasn't because of a lack of talent. It was the health issue. He was hurt pretty much all season long. He's fully healthy now, and I think that we saw the impact that he can make on this team with his week three performance. Obviously, I'm not sure if they're going to be as good of a performances as we've seen like this past week. He had 12 total tackles. Six of those were solos. He had two tackles for loss. He had the one interception in the first quarter on the tipped pass that prevented um, Indiana from maybe trying a long field goal or at least punting to try to pin Louisville deep close to their own end zone. I think that um, you know when you talk about where the defense needs to improve, I mean, I think all over the field. But I think one of the biggest surprises as of the season so far is that even though you've had a lot of issues in terms of the safety room staying healthy, you still have quality depth. And that is a testament to how well Jeff Brom and company went out and utilized the transfer portal this past offseason. They not only addressed starting positions, but they also said, okay, we need to make sure that with the opportunity that we have, with the scholarships available, we need to fill out almost all of the positions when it comes to depth because you know you don't want to get into a situation to where your season is really put in jeopardy because there is a ton of injuries going around within a certain position. And unfortunately, it happens to the safety position where – I mean, that's a position that doesn't have a ton of numbers anyway. Granted, Hutchison and uh, Josh Minkins should be back relatively soon. But having Neil and Kelly not only helped when it was needed, but it also provides some um, encouragement moving forward because we saw that you know these guys are obviously good enough to play at this level. This is the second... Straight good performance from Devin Neal, the native of Lexington, transferred in three seasons over at Baylor, had 41 tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, two interceptions, and a pass deflection last year. Um, he 
played here and there against Georgia Tech. He had four tackles, um, had five against Murray State, had the fumble recovery and the interception, also a pass deflection. He was very, very good. He also um, increased his tackles number in the game against Indiana where he had eight tackles. Six of those were solo tackles. Um, So it's nice to see his performances continually getting better and better. This was the first true look that we got to see of Cameron Kelly in a Louisville uniform, and it's really hard to come away not impressed here because I think that he played about as good as you could have hoped for. He looked extremely comfortable in the back half of the defense. Um, You could tell that experience was there, that veteran leadership. There wasn't a ton of mistakes that were made from him. Did a great job of defending the run, tackling in space, and just putting himself in positions that he needed to put himself in for this defense to be in a solid position to succeed. So I think when I went back and I rewatched this game against – I rewatched this game three times, actually twice. I take that back. I rewatched it twice. Once where I just specifically zoned in on the offense and watched the offense specifically, fast forward and just watched the drives. And then I went back the second time and I watched just the defense. And, you know, despite the defense being, uh, you know, almost not effective in the second half. I thought that the safeties played pretty decently well. All that Indiana was getting down the field was, you know, shorter to intermediate routes that they were taking in space and trying to, you know, take away the zone look that Louisville had. Um, but I was impressed, especially in the first half with Kelly and Neil in the um, defensive backfield. But I also think that this is such an encouraging thing to look at moving forward because there was a lot of questions as to just how good is advertised are Neil and Kelly. And I think that they have proven so Kelly this past week, hopefully he can continue uh, solid performances going up against um, an offense with a ton of momentum and Neil continuing to put some solid performances together. So um, two safety stepping up at huge times for the Louisville defense when it is needed. So um, I do want to go into a bit of a different direction. Um, We're going to talk about football recruiting for the first time in quite some time. There is a key 2024 visitor on campus this upcoming weekend for the game against Boston College. That is four-star Ohio tight end uh, Tavion Galloway. We'll talk about um, that recruitment here momentarily after we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place or time to get in on the action, especially with the new sports betting laws for the state of Kentucky. It's getting very close to the time where you can utilize those um, opportunities without having to go over to Indiana or another state. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Hey, Cardinal fans, I want to thank you all again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, college football season continues on along, and this season, Locked On College 
Network is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Every Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight from insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it, so be sure to stay tuned. So heading on into the second segment of this uh, Tuesday episode of the Locked On The Louisville Podcast, we are talking a little bit of 2024 recruiting. There hasn't been a ton of news. The Cardinals have a good amount of 2024 commitments. This is going to be a smaller class in terms of numbers uh, due to the roster construction, due to the um, the priority of addressing via the transfer portal as well, addressing needs via the transfer portal. Um, but overall, I think that there are still some prospects that Jeff Brom and company are prioritizing one of them being four-star tight end Tavion Galloway, a former LSU commit, cut his list to six. Recently, the Louisville Cardinals were included in that list. Um, Also included was Central Florida, Miami, Purdue, Arkansas, and Colorado. Has a bunch of other big-time offers, Auburn, Florida, Kentucky, Michigan State, Mississippi, Michigan, Pittsburgh, um, etc. This is a recruitment that I have been following for quite some time. You know, back when he committed to LSU, I think that he is one of the most elite tight end prospects in the country. Obviously, you don't have to hear that from me, considering that twenty four seven Sports and pretty much all pretty much all of the uh, recruiting services have him listed as a four star. According to the 24 7 sports composite, he's ranked just outside or just inside the top 300, 24 7 sports inside the top 200, but a top 20 tight end across the board when it comes to all of the recruiting services and one of the top 15 or top five to 15 players in the state of Ohio. So, this is another situation to where you know that Jeff Brom and company want to do a better job at recruiting the local areas. That's not just Kentuckyana, but Tennessee, Illinois, Missouri, Ohio. We've seen a bunch of 2024 offers go out to players um, within a five-hour geographical footprint of, you know, University of Louisville. So Tavion Galloway on social media has expressed his excitement, um, has interacted with a handful of Louisville fans on uh, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now. Um, He tweeted out on Tuesday that he hasn't been to a football game on campus, but he has been to the city for an AAU tournament, and he is very fond of the Derby City. So obviously the excitement is there. Um, has a basketball background as well, so I think that that really bodes well for his six foot five, two hundred and thirty pound frame. We see all the time, or really over the past five years or so, with players like Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of tight ends that fit this mold of being more um, being asked to be more of a receiver than a blocking tight end, but 
obviously you have to be able to do a little bit of both, but there's been a lot of emphasis on the receiving aspect of being a tight end and Galloway's six foot five frame coupled with his athleticism, you know, that basketball background, I think allows him to play out wide or in the slot. Um, he has continually added strength over his high school career. He's up to 230 pounds. I expect him to add more weight as he gets to college. And I think that that's going to help him, um, you know, become a better blocker um, as, you know, his career goes on. I think that he's obviously serviceable at that, uh, obviously serviceable at doing that anyway, but I think he's going to become more of an effective blocker when he's able to continually add strength. But I think Galloway is sort of what Jeff Brom is looking for at the tight end position. We see that with the recruit with the recruitment of Jamari Johnson with uh, Joey Gatewood as well. There's a ton of athleticism there. You look at what Alan True, national recruiting analyst of 24-7 Sports, said. He projected uh, Galloway as a, as a second or third round pick in the NFL draft, which is extremely high praise this past uh, March. He said, has verified size and measurables, basketball player as well, who shows good body control on the field and on the court, testing numbers, backup, athletic ability, and ability to run and change directions, has lined up on the ball some, but is more frequently split out or in the slot, shows the versatility to line up anywhere, though, and has also run the whole route tree, can be dangerous after the catch on screens and get downfield and win contested passes, solid willing blocker, but can still get stronger, has added good weight throughout his college or uh, throughout his career though he is regularly more talented than his competition so we do not get to see him go up against similar athletes much we'll need to adjust to high major competition in college but has a good set of base tools i think that um alan pretty much hits the nail on the head here i think that the athleticism is jumping off the page the potential is there obviously there are some questions as it relates to the level of competition, but I really do think that um, his skill set is going to be extremely translatable to the power five level, especially with how Jeff Brom likes to run his offense. I know that tight ends really haven't been featured this season so far in the first three weeks, but I don't necessarily think that that is an indication of, you know, the schematic um, situation, but more so they've been able to run the ball well. And there's a lot of wide receivers on this team that are, demanding of targets so um i think that you're going to see more and more highly rated offensive players especially at the skill positions start to give louisville a chance and um you're going to see more and more highly rated skill guys include louisville in these lists because of the brand of football that jeff brown plays on the offensive end it's exciting it's electric but it's also extremely balanced it's a pro style offense that Obviously prioritizes running the football. It's sort of a Bobby 1.0-esque uh, running back trio, the rotation of running backs. But make no mistake about it, you know, the offense has a lot of quirks in it. So, you know, there's a lot of wrinkles and um, the ability to get the ball to receivers in a multitude of different ways. And um, it's just an exciting brand of offense. So I'm excited to see um, how Louisville fares in this recruitment. Um, obviously going up against some pretty solid programs, but I really do believe that the Cardinals have a fighting chance in this recruitment. And, um, hopefully Galloway has a good time on campus for a Louisville win against Boston college. So that is the hope. And we will obviously, um, talk about the post visit if there is any news 
after this weekend. So um, to conclude the show, we're going to dive into a weekly mailbag segment. We'll do that here momentarily after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, whether or not it is a neutral site game down in Atlanta or Indianapolis. It's a true road game at NC State, or it's a true home game against Boston College, Notre Dame, whoever it may be. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. That's why you need to utilize utilize game time. It's the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports. You have amazing last-minute deals and the best price guarantee, which essentially means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can get them right up to the last minute before kickoff. Um, You can get images of your seats before you buy so you know what you are getting yourself into. Snag those tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. And redeem the code locked on college for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We haven't really um, prioritized the weekly mailbags as much as I did in the offseason. And I think that that's just the byproduct of there being a lot to talk about in the football season and not a lot of open segments to you know, put the mailbag into, but I want to make sure that at least we talk about um, some of the questions you all have once a week. There have been a couple questions um, that have been asked over the past uh, six days or so that I thought were pretty, um, they were pretty insightful. And I want to answer those. The first question is, um, are there any opportunities for former Flyville 23 members to join Louisville next season? I mean, there's always going to be opportunities. This was a smaller class in numbers. You know, obviously, Jeff Brom elected to go mainly with the transfer portal, but I assume this question is directed at DeAndre Moore and Ruben Owens. Owens is getting a ton of time at Texas A&M. Moore is not getting a ton of time at um, Texas at all. I don't necessarily think that anything is probable at this point. I mean, it's always possible, especially with how exciting Louisville's offense is. At this point in time, I mean, I haven't really heard much that leads me to believe, okay, there's somebody that's going to join the Louisville that should have joined them this past year because there's only a handful of players you could be talking about. So, um, I I mean, there's always the opportunity. So, especially if Louisville's offense continually shows this season that they are the real deal, um, who knows? We will see. With the way the roster is constructed currently and how the quarterback position is evening out, do you think that this is going to be a battle between Pierce Clarkson and Brady Allen next season? Obviously, you lose Jack Plummer. You possibly lose, I'm not sure, the eligibility for Brock Doman. You're going to lose Evan Conley. Um, Harrison Bailey is another guy that could potentially be in the mix. Um, Deuce Adams is having a fantastic start to his senior season. So assuming that he makes his way onto campus, I think he's going to be in the quarterback battle. So, I mean, it depends. Obviously you'll know in the off season or early spring, if Louisville feels the need to recruit a quarterback out of the portal, then that shows you, you know, how the staff feels about the quarterback battle, but I would expect that to be the battle. Yes. Um, continuing on along with the way the running back trio has been 
utilized? Do you think that this is going to be a benefit because of the opportunity or a drawback for recruiting because of the lack of feature opportunities? I mean, I think that these players want to get to the NFL. Most of them want to get to the NFL. Um, Louisville's offense is extremely electric. They've been able to incorporate uh, Maurice Turner, Jawar Jordan, and Isaac Garendo seamlessly. Um, now, granted, if a player wants to go somewhere where they where they average 25 carries a game, that's probably not going to be Louisville. But I think that um, Brom does a good job of – splitting the carries because Jawar Jordan is having a fantastic season. He had 18 carries last week against Indiana. Isaac Garendo has gotten some work. Maurice Turner has gotten some work. Um, you have to assume, in my opinion, I think Jawar Jordan goes to the NFL after this season. Isaac Garendo obviously is gone. So you have Isaac Brown, who's uh, going to be a true freshman, four-star from Miami. You have Duke Watson, who's also going to be a true freshman, four-star. Kiwan Brown. Um, from Atlanta, true freshman right now, and um, Maurice Turner, assuming that everyone stays and everyone makes it to campus. So I think that there's opportunity there. I think that it could work both ways. It really just depends on the running back um, in particular, whether or not that a certain player wants to or is okay with splitting carries but can still make it to the league or if he wants to be the feature back. So I think that it is up in the air. So uh, final question that I have been asked with Trenton Flowers struggling against a former college standout. Do you think that um, he made the right decision to go play professional since he's not a point guard? I mean, who who am I to say that he made the right or wrong decision? It's still pretty early. If he feels he made the right decision, then good for him. I'm sort of done with criticizing that decision i mean it's over and done with talking about it more is not really going to um you know have him re-enroll at louisville um as far as i'm concerned he's not a cardinal so uh, i don't necessarily understand why there's a need to talk about him i get it for sure i think that uh i don't think that trenton flowers is a point guard i have said that over and over again he believes he is so let him try to figure that out and let him try to find his role uh, professionally as a point guard. So, but I mean, it is what it is. So that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show to find the uh, locked on global podcast on all streaming services. Be sure to stay tuned to this graphic. You can get it free and available wherever you get your podcasts.